Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous. Live and direct. Hello and welcome to this week's special live episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad and with me as always is ever so handsome, Mike Hampton. Mike, what's up? Oh, I'm always happy to do these live shows. I feel so alive. <laughs> I feel so alive. Yeah, no. Is that a song? I think so. Oh. Right? Or did you just make that up? I don't know. Anyways, uh, we are actually excited to say that we're going to interview somebody. I don't know if you can hear that music in the background, but if you can, that, that you know what that means. We're going to speak to somebody from Mario. And specifically, we're going to speak to who, Mike? Mario! Oh, is wow. Is, that, is he already here, or is that just you? That, that was actually me. <laughs> wow. What do you think about that? I, I'm, I am very impressed. Thank you. <laughs> Color yeah. me impressed, my friend. Uh, you're, yes, you're colored. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to speak to Charles Marinet about, just real briefly about Mario, his impact in gaming, and everything else in between. Uh, I really hope you guys appreciate this. This is, and also, I just want to shout everybody out. Thank you guys so much for taking the time because realistically, we wouldn't even be here if you guys didn't listen. So thank you guys so much, and uh, we are so excited to share Charles Martinet uh, live at what was the con uh, again, Mike? Say, go ahead and tell them the con. Oh, this is a uh, fan expo, formerly known as Wizard World, uh, New Orleans, right here in the heart of the city in uh, downtown New Orleans at the New Orleans Convention Center. Can I say New Orleans one more time? One more time indeed. All right, we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions, beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans, and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, poly trendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. Now, let's be clear. (laughs) We don't advocate any one relationship style over the other. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct, decolonize, and rebuild in your own way with a Black Russian podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hello, everybody. Uncle Dad here with the ever so incredible, the icon himself, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario. Hello, sir. Hello, it's -a me, Super Mario. Woohoo! You're number one. Ha ha! Mike, how does that feel right now? I feel very exci excited in my tummy when I, <laughs> when I hear all that. It brings out the joy in everybody, doesn't it? It's yeah. so, so nice. And it's like, you know, I, I've, I've heard stories that you were, you were never intended to be Mario, right? Like you were just like, they just happened kind you of, You know, right? I really just crashed an audition. I was sitting at the beach and my pager went off and my friend said, hey, you got to go crash this audition. I said, there is no way I would ever crash an audition. I am a professional actor. Where should I go? <laughs> and I, I got in the car. I left the beach, brushed off my feet, and got, got a parking space. Walked in the door as, as the cameraman was walking out with the producer. And I said, can I read for this? He goes, oh, all right. Come on in. You're an Italian plumber from Brooklyn. Doing, you're just going to improv all day long. Uh, we're going to do this real-time animation system. It's never been done before. But you're a plumber from Brooklyn in this video game character named Mario, whom I never heard of, for a company called Nintendo, whom I never heard of. Sure. He says, so make up a voice, make up a video game, I don't care what you say, start talking, and when you run out of say, things to say, that's your audition. And I thought, well, I could be an Italian plumber from Brooklyn, that, you know, hey, get out of my face, I'm working here. Or <laughs> I could try to be something more fun. And what came to mind was, it's -a me, Mario, let's make a pizza pie together. So I did that, and I didn't stop talking until the tape ran out. And then the rest is history, as they say. 30 years ago. Oh, that was more my than 30 goodness. Years that's ago. crazy. Uh, Mike, I know you had a good question, too. Well, I just wonder, like, if you ever are, like, backing up and you accidentally bump into a car, or if you're, like, in the grocery <laughs> store and you accidentally bump into someone and a coin pops out of your pocket, do you go automatically into Mario voice? I go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's, you know, I actually dream as Mario sometimes. I do flying dreams as Mario. I, yeah, I do... Uh, uh, you know, swimming dreams in Mario. Do, 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 you know. What is uh, your history of doing these games? What's been your favorite Mario game? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, it's I have a Guinness Book of World Record on the number of uh, games that I've played as oh, Mario. Wow. It's about 130 now. It was 100. Oh, it was 100 wow. back, you know, with uh, with the last Smash Brothers release. That makes sense. And it's just been going and going and going. So uh, they've all been fun, you know. But they're, you know, like Sunshine has certain memories and. 64, when I got the phone call, Mr. Miyamoto would like you to play Mario in a game. Yahoo! You know, these things are just amazing. And, and uh, well, Sunshine, 64, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, oh, yes. Galaxy. I mean, these things are just, and every Mario Kart has been absolutely amazing. Remember, remember Mario Kart Double Dash? Yes, yes. I mean, that's that, probably my favorite one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and easily Smash one of my favorite Brothers. Ones, yeah. Every single time has been so much fun, you know? And the great thing is, I get to do what I love to do in life. And the, the greatest thing, I come to these shows, I meet Mario fans, like I'm a Mario fan. I see people in cosplay and it's just absolute joy and fun. So I, it's, my life is such a beautiful gift. That, that, that's so incredible to hear that. Like, cause you're, I mean, for me and even Mike, it's just, your games mean so much to us that it's Thank just you. so great to, to chat with you about this. And I've actually met you at other cons before, but you know, now we're doing the show and to get to talk to you like this is Thank such- Thank you very much. You know, I, I always say, do what you love to do in life. Find what you love to do. That, make happiness your number one aim. And, know, and then you'll find what you give, gives you joy. And do that with love and passion and joy. And you'll find happiness because it will come to you. And it's amazing because you always have so much more impact in your life than you think you do. You know? That's, you really do. That's so well said. And before we wrap up, Mike, you have one last question for him. Sure. No, well, I would just say, when you do what you love, you're never really working, right? Exactly. Uh, but is there any of the characters that you 
don't like to do, like oh gosh. Wario. I love all of them. You know, you love them they're all? all little. They're all little snippets of me. I'm Wario in the morning yeah. if I'm not in a good mood, and when I drop my coffee on my foot, I'm Waluigi. I'm like, <laughs> you know. Oh, be quiet, you know? <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Charles, thank you so much for taking time. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, much, much success with you. Thank and you. Thank you very much for playing my games. Woohoo! All right, Uncle Dad here again with Mike. And Mike, we are about to, t we just got done chatting with Charles Martinet, which was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. Oh, I didn't call you out on that. Damn. Uh, we forgot. Uh, you, I bet you were appreciative of that. Yeah, that's uh, fine. <laughs> so now we're about to speak to another, another person who I admire because I love this movie yeah. so much yeah. and everything this major person does. Kevin Smith, uh, Brian O'Halloran uh, from Clerks fame. And also he was in Comic Men. So shout out to Ming Chen for also being on the show once. Uh, this is pretty exciting to have a clerk on the show because I used to be a clerk. I don't think you were a clerk. I was a pharmacy clerk. Oh, that's right. That was for many years. For many years, you were many a pharmacy years, clerk. So man. you know the pain. We're, we're all clerks. Somewhere. At, at some point in our life. Yes. Very excited to talk to him. I'll be honest with you. Anything involving Kevin Smith's circle always makes me nervous. I can tell. Yeah, I just, I just, you know how much I love that guy, so. Yeah. And we were so close to actually meeting him this time. COVID, we were. We were. COVID ruined that. Well, they said it was a scheduling conflict, but you know. Uh, I probably COVID, which is fine. I get it. I totally get it. COVID messed up the schedule. Yeah, for sure. But we'll be right back, guys. And when we come back, we're going to speak with the man himself, Brian O'Halloran. <music> Uncle Dad here with the legendary, legendary, in my opinion, legendary, Brian O'Halloran. Brian, my first question right away. Are, are you even supposed to be here today? That is the one millionth. You are the one millionth customer to say that, sir. Now, let me ask you this. How much do you hate that? No, I, you know, I don't hate it at all. Look, <laughs> I feel bad for some of my co-stars. I mean, someone like Marilyn Gigliotti, who plays Veronica, the girlfriend in the original movie Clerks. I mean, she has, the poor woman, has screamed at her in parking lots all the time. Try not to, you know, I don't know what kind of audience you, you so, actually broadcast to, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, try not to service certain people on the way through your parking lot. You can guys can figure out what, I'm, what that line is. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. So I don't, I don't get the worst of it. I get like, hey, are you even supposed to be here today? And so they love me to say, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I think it's something that's going to be probably on my tombstone. Here lies Brian O'Halloran, born December 20th, 1969. That. Dead whenever. He's not even supposed to be here today. So here I we think, are. I listen to a lot of Tell Him Steve Dave as well. Oh, right yeah, I'm a huge fan of this whole universe, right? And uh, I remember you guys even talking about that that's going to be your epitome absolutely totally going to be my epitome on my thing so it is what it is and uh i'm more than happy to to wear it now let me ask you this because we were just speaking before we talked to you that we've all had jobs playing a clerk what is your favorite clerk job to hate if you had one before you were acting um well i've done clerking jobs back in the day before I got into acting, and I, even during acting, I did some clerking jobs. I mean, I worked at a supermarket deli that morphed into the meat department, that morphed into the seafood department, that morphed into even management of a grocery store. That, And then I've done, you know, clerking in the sense of like delivering papers at one time and things like that as a kid. So dealing with customers and people in general, um, you know, I. I can't say I hated it. Like I worked at a fast food chicken joint as a, as a high school student. Um, that job sucked just because you're dealing with boiling hot water, uh, uh, excuse me, oil. Oh, uh, yeah. And as a teenager, the last thing you need on your skin is more oil. Right. Um, so the, the zit factory was in full effect back in those days. So yeah. that's why I was completely dateless in my, uh, 
because of my skin. It had nothing to do with that. I was a complete, absolute nerd, but it was my skin. Uh, totally. So I hated that job, but um, I did love the chicken that we cooked. Can I know what place this is? What place it was? It, it was a chicken joint called Chicken Holiday. It was a chain in the Northeast called Chicken Holiday. Uh, so this was the Sayreville branch. It doesn't exist anymore, but back in the day. Well, now I was excited to try it, but now I never get to try it. No. Okay. <laughs> but it was very good. I mean, there are some fran independent franchisees, some places in New Jersey for Chicken Holiday. Gotcha. But uh, overall, uh, the one that I've worked with, uh, you know, was, was great. So, I, I, you know, Clerks 3 is coming out. Yeah, um, I know you're obviously a big. We part filmed of that. it. Uh, it's done. It, it, Kevin's in the process of editing, putting in uh, soundtrack, sound mix, color correction, all that jazz. Uh, marketing team has already got a hold of it at Lionsgate, and uh, they're the ones who are going to be distributing it uh, worldwide. Wow. Uh, matter of fact, I just got an email uh, earlier today about doing all photo approvals for upcoming press and stuff like that. So once I get through all the photos that they want to use as posters and whatever, um, then we go from there. So as far as a release date. I'm not sure if it's yeah. midsummer, end of summer, beginning of fall, something like gotcha. that. So once I know, Kevin's going to tell the world. So you know that. Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure if San Diego Comic Con uh, come this July is the regular kind of Comic Con that it normally is, I'm sure he'll have his big panel, you know, Hall C panel, and we'll have a trailer by then and announce it. He he did tease a couple of weeks ago about dropping a trailer, first trailer in April. Yes. So we'll see how how that schedule holds up. So I, I, I'm curious if I can ask this. Sure. Can you tell me if Brian and Walt are in it? If Briar Walt in it. Well, that's something I can say because Kevin put out a photo on his Instagram of a hockey scene that we all did together. Okay, I didn't see that picture. And okay, uh, if you go to his Instagram, you'll see that we're all in the uh, the black and yellow uh, uh, Quick Stop Grocery that's hockey awesome. jerseys that's now so we awesome. now have. And uh the other, the, the guys from uh, Comic Book Men had their own jerseys as well. Oh, that's so, awesome. So uh, they are, it's, it's, this is not something I'm breaking to the world. It's something that Kevin put out himself. So yeah, they'll be back. And then, I don't know if you can answer this part. I guess my last question as we wrap up is, sure. so a while ago, uh, I want to say like two years ago or so, there was a Clerks 3 script that, that you guys did a reading for at Correct. Count, Count Basie, right? Yep. No, no, not the Count Basie. At the First Avenue Playhouse, which is where we held yes, auditions. Because I bought the poster. And it was a, it was a, it was a fundraiser for yes. the theater. Yeah. So is that the same script? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. No. That script is incredibly dark. Yes. Kevin was in an incredibly dark place. Uh, that script. Um, well, who knows? Maybe I, I've always said you should make an animated like. I would know, love animated clerks to come back that. in general. And there you go. Yeah. Bring that. That'd be Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time. It's oh, been not an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. Enjoy definitely. Coming back in another time. I, I know that this con is coming back next year. I think they've already put out the invite for us to come yes, back in yeah. a full with Kevin and Jay, full awesome, compliment yep. of everybody. By then, the film will have been released, yes. and so it'll be more people interested in coming seeing us. Also, really, one last question: Is your sure. podcast still running? Uh, yes, I took a break from it okay. uh, because a I was filming yes, Clerks. Okay. I thought I was going to be able to do it while filming on the weekends, but our weekends went really late. Friday nights rather went really late, and then uh, afterwards. Um, I was moving, so gotcha. I just literally just got done moving into okay. a new awesome. house, yeah. and so I was. I was just a like, big fan of that Halloran. Thank so, you, man. Yeah, I, it's sure. coming back. It's definitely coming back. It's, awesome. You know, it takes, as you guys know, it takes a lot to produce. Absolutely. Uh, and, <laughs> totally. and and sometimes when you're doing it, and I was doing it by myself. Uh, doing it by yourself is kind of rough. Uh, so hopefully, I can get that all set up and get people on board. Absolutely, Brian. Thank you so much. Not at all. Seriously, it was an absolute pleasure. Take care. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here uh, with. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. I always have a hard time saying your last name. Yeah. So it's, it's a Trevor, tough one. Trevor Furman. Furman, you got it in one. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
I thought it was saying Fairman, but I it said it looks, right. It probably honestly should be, but I don't know. I always grew up with, that's how my dad and stuff pronounce it. Okay, so. well, I mean, if that works for you, that works for me, right? Yeah, I honestly don't care. Yeah. Say it however you want. Okay. We can get wild, real wild with it. How? Tell me. Uh, fa, fa, Herman. For Herman? For Herman. Fairman? 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 What if I just was a real dick about it, too? Like, you were like, is it Fairman? I mean... No, asshole. <laughs> Listen carefully. But here's the thing. It's Herman. I would have loved it because then I would have got right back at you. So there you go. <laughs> okay, we come cool. together. You know, we connect. So I have to ask, you are in uh, Clerks 2. You uh, are now in Clerks 3 as well? Yeah. And you're playing the Elijah, correct? Elias. Elias. God, I, I was you funny. Son of a bitch. Cut. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're over. Start we're over. over. <laughs> we're over. This is why we can't, I'm too nervous. <laughs> That's a problem. I mean, because the thing is, I'll just tell you this. To clear my nerves a little bit, the world of Clerks and the world of Kevin Smith all mean a lot to me. That's awesome. Every all these movies, you know, from the animated series to Clerks to the, all the podcast world, everything means so much to me. That's dope, man. So I think that's why I get so nervous talking to like all you guys. And it's like I know you guys are normal people, but like it just we're, makes we're me not. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold the phone. We're not normal people. I, I want to say weird. I may be the normalist out of the three of us, <laughs> and I am like that is a low bar. <laughs> okay, well, hey, but you know what? You make video games, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I. I'm in the process of helping produce, I helped to crowdfund one, and I'm in the process of helping to produce one. Gotcha. I, I've no, that's the only video game I've worked on, though. So video games is... But it's technically two games. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, you got me. Yeah, I got you. Damn it. Lawyer. <laughs> I got you, my friend. <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, I have to ask, when you... Come, when you were working on the first game, mm -hmm. is it heavily inspired from River City Ransom? From what, heavily inspired by what? By River City Ransom. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. All that stuff, like Battletoads, Double Dragon, you know, a Final Fight, like all those sort of side-scroller beat-em-ups. Castle, Castle Crashers more, more recently. You know. Castle Crashers is a good pool. Yeah, yeah good for game. sure. And, Mike, I think you had a question about that. Yeah, so my favorite of those was the old uh, Ninja Turtles. What was your favorite, like, beat-em-up? Oh, yeah, Ninja Turtles is a great one. Turtles in Time. Probably my favorite of all time is the X-Men one. Because that one, yes. I'm just I'm a huge X-Men fan. I, I like them a lot. And I would always play Dazzler, which is not the most effective character, honestly, but I just liked her. It's not the most effective character, but let's be honest, it's one of the coolest characters. She's so, well... I think she's super cool. I think she's cool, too. But, they, like, when you compare, like, Nightcrawler, who's, like, this badass fencing, teleporting sure. ninja dude, and then I'm like, well, mine is a disco singer, and uh, she makes pretty lights. So, that's that's okay. <laughs> I'm not sweating it either. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what we. No, I, li I like all the X Men, but yeah, I just, I, uh, but yeah, I like all those games. The Turtles games are amazing. I loved the Ninja Turtles growing up, so that would be my that probably be my second favorite. I think my favorite is uh, Spider Man Maximum Carnage. Oh, that one's good too. Yeah. Or the one the Avengers. That one's great. Yeah. Or Captain America even too had his own. Yeah. The I think in the Avengers when you die, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> America still needs your help. Yeah, yeah, that's about oh, it. Wow, that was so good. Uh, <laughs> and then, deep in my core, remember that. It's so yeah, me too. And it's so like manipulative too, because those games were designed to just eat quarters. And so like yeah, the voice acting, such as it was, they were like, we're all gonna, gonna die if you don't give us more money, little nine-year-old. And then you like you fast forward to Roblox. I'm like, nothing has changed. We're still just exploiting children <laughs> Maybe for it's money. It's not worse now, probably yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know, it's, it's interesting when you, when you talk about the world of gaming and then Jay saw the Bob because I feel like that gaming world should have happened a long time ago. I agree. Like, yeah. And it's so, it's genius, right? Jay and Silent Bob beat up whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, the script writes itself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just like that would be just amazing. So now the new game, the new game, I don't know the full title. What's the full title again? Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch. Yes, which is technically you play 
uh, Black Man and Chronic, right? Uh, sort of. You play no. I, well, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Ooh. Can you give a little bit away? Yeah, I'll give it a little. I'll give it. I think this actually has already been given okay, away. Well, <laughs> you play as Jay and Bob at the same time, but if you, it's kind of like Sonic Two. Like if you have a second player, they can pop in yeah. and like take control. And then when you you like build up a meter if you do your combos well enough, and then you can like Super Saiyan into Chronic. Gotcha. Chronic That's your Man ultimate, right? Your ultimate is Punch McGee. Okay. Awesome. What are their names? Blood Man and Chronic. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to correct you because I don't want to be a dick again. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got the wrong name. Strike two. Yeah, exactly. Mike, don't give me strike three. Oh, you're out, man. That's it. Oh, yes. Uh, so before I wrap up, I just wanted to tell you again, thank you so much for being a part of this universe. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, thank you for like also making these games too, because like I love those games so much. Yeah, I, I, I hope you guys will like it. It's we're really in the last leg of production now, and I think it's gonna be really fun. Justin and the the whole team over at Interabang are like, it's just been a labor of love for all of us, but especially for them. They they're just like they've been working on this thing while they've had full time jobs, like for very for sure. little money, and it's it's been really. It's been really cool to see it all come together. For sure. And honestly, that the first one to come out, the Mall Brawl, right? Mall Brawl, yeah. yeah. It's such a, if you love like River City Ransom, like it's such a love letter to that. Yeah, totally. And I just, playing it again, it was just such a fun experience. Like my sister doesn't play a lot of the games, but she played that one all the way through with me just because she loved. Your sister the, must the, be pretty good at video games. It's kind of a hard video game. Uh, I mean, she, I guess. <laughs> if she's listening to this, she'll love hearing that. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it is kind of hard, but it's just. It's fun. It's just yeah, fun I to like keep playing and keep going yeah, through. Yeah, music is great. Like music is chip, so good in that chip game. Tunes and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I can't wait. And then yeah, so I just wanted to learn more about that. So thank you so much for taking time and chatting with thank us. Thank you for uh, for also taking the time. How do I respond to that? Thank you for being an <laughs> thank interviewer. Thank you for having me. Thank you for not getting three strikes, you mother. Yeah, it's not your, you were this close. That's how we end the show right there. Well, thank you so much, Trevor. We appreciate <laughs> thank you. it. Thank nice you. to meet you. All right, Uncle Dad here again with another special guest, probably arguably one of the biggest guests we're ever going to have on the show. Oh. Uh, rising star, the A-Train himself, the son of Shaft. The, the third Shaft. The third Shaft, Jesse T. Usher. That's right. This is pretty exciting, Mike. What do you think? Uh, I'm very excited, yes. I can't tell. Tell me, tell me more in your voice. Well, I'm very excited. I love it. Uh, Jesse Usher is here. Are you excited to learn more about the A-Train or more about Shaft? I'm always excited to learn more about the Shaft. <laughs> Now, did you watch those movies back in the day? Yeah. We all know what that means. <laughs> but, but Mike <laughs> says to pause and he says, yeah, we all know how that goes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know. Well, look, I mean, I, I tell you this. I, I'm excited because I loved the third Shaft movie. It was a lot of fun. It was more woke than it ever was before. Uh, great representation. I, I loved every second of it, man. Okay. And yeah. the boys, you know, I think we both talked about the boys here and there. It's like. I like the boys. I'm not 100% familiar with it. I'm honest. You know, I think you as well. I, I, I read the comics here and there, but, you know, it's exciting. So we're going we're gonna to be right back. We're going to speak to Jesse T. Usher, and it's going to be a grand old time. What do you think, Mike? Uh, who dat? <laughs> who dat indeed. So we are here at uh, Fan Expo New Orleans with the Jesse Usher. Who plays A-Train in The Boys, among yeah. other things. And I would just say, down here in New Orleans, we would say, it's A-Train, baby. <laughs> it's A-Train, baby. Baby, right? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, how are you? Are you enjoying New Orleans? Have you been here I before? I love New Orleans, man. I've, I shot a movie here, and I think that was the most amount of time. That's, like, how I got kind of acquainted with the area. Fell in love with the food, of course, right away. And, like, the people, too. Like, everyone down in New Orleans kind of feels like family. Everyone's nice on a different level than just you know a stranger trying to help and um 
I love that. You know, I'm, I'm from Maryland where it's kind of like a small community. Everyone kind of feels like they know each other and you kind of get that sense when you get down to New Orleans. So I, I miss that. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it, people like genuinely talk to you when they're talking to you, right? Yes, they actually yes. like look you in your they're face. Like, I'm like, really trying to say hi and how yes. are you and what'd you do and this and that, not just hey and I'm halfway out the door. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you you're in you're in Shaft, you're in the Lewis Shaft. Hmm. How did it feel getting the the third Shaft? Oh man, like surreal, like out of this world. You know, I I thought that I thought that like the 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 work that Richard Roundtree and Samuel Jackson put in does not go unnoticed. Like everyone kind of knew from like the, from the first one that Richard Roundtree did is like, Oh, this is something special. And then Sam kind of like doubled down on it. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like I was picking up a broken franchise or something. I was honored to even be considered to be in a movie, uh, you know, of a, somewhat of a passing of the torch of, of that franchise and being able to do it with both of them was like a dream come true. You know, that's, something that you hope for and then it, it turned out well too so I was I was just happy all the way around man and I, I would love to do another one I hope that one day we can I'll, I'll be honest with you so I I you know you're awesome as a train but you. I freaking loved you as Shaft as the third Shaft it was like the best because they did such a great job of like modernizing Shaft because yes. when you think about the history of Shaft, right, it's, you know, it's a little... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some things needed to change. For sure. Misogynistic and, and, yeah. Absolutely. And sexist. I ex ex absolutely. Racist. Yes. Yeah. And, and you did such a great job of, like, just, you know, like, hey, we're not, we're not doing that anymore, you know? Right. We're changing that. And it's so exciting to see the future of Shaft. And that honestly could be, like, a next huge franchise again, I think, if you do it in the way that you have been doing it. Right. So I would love to see a Shaft 4. Well, thanks, man. You know, I'm... I'll call Tim's story, see if we you, can get some people back you tell, on you it. You tell him Uncle Dad said. I'm gonna be like, look, man, Uncle Dad came up there. We talked about <laughs> it. He gave me, I'm gonna make sure he listens to this podcast. And yes. if he doesn't green light this movie after the podcast, uh, I don't know what he's doing. I'm, I'm gonna send Mike after him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, send Mike. <laughs> I will, I will. With the jacket. <laughs> With the jacket. <laughs> you know, so in, in this, uh, in A-Train, uh, as A-Train, you play kind of like a, I guess you would say, I, I hate saying villain, mm -hmm. right? But you know, it's a sketchy hero. A sketchy hero. <laughs> yes. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That's a great way of saying it. <laughs> but would you ever want the opportunity to play like in a Marvel movie mm. of any kind? Would you want to be a Marvel superhero? Yeah, I would. I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be fun. The, the difference between being a, like a, a soup on the boys, especially the way that we're going about it is, is kind of like, it's, it's, it's very um, real world. You know, it, it feels a lot like, I'm dealing with problems that someone who's super abled would would neglect, and but you know we're, we we face those things on yes. the voice, which is nice. Yes. But like I I want to know what it feels like to just throw a throw a car at somebody and not have to deal <laughs> with the repercussions. Dude, totally. And because the thing is, like seeing you on stage, it made me really realize something. I think you would make an awesome Miles Morales. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like I could see that in you so much, and I I think, would have a blast playing Miles. You have the charisma for sure. Well, you have the you. charisma for sure. And uh, we have to wrap up, so Michael, let's just ask questions. Oh, well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I, I tried watching The Boys, and I, I really enjoyed the race episode. Uh-huh. For me, I'm just a sensitive man, and the violence, I just can't handle it. Okay. And, All right. I hear you. How about you? Like, is the, does the violence too much for you, or you just, you just do your job, and you walk off, and then you take a shower, and you're clear? Honestly, man, I love, like, the artistry of filmmaking. It's, there's so much that goes into it. I'm I'm impressed that they're able to do it so realistically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people who who like will show up and I'll see the 
the, the rig, as they call it, like kind of go off and then someone's head, like fake head will explode. And then <laughs> I'll see the everything come together all at one time. And I'm more like impressed of like, wow, like a hundred people came together and like really made this thing happen. And like, look how incredible it looks. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't even seem so violent to me. Like I'm almost fascinated by this, those types of things. But mm. like in real life, I'm very nonviolent. I'm so non-confrontational. I'm everybody's friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, you seem you seem very nice and charming. Well, yes. thank you. <laughs> that, and that's why that's why you have to be Miles Morales. That's why I got to be Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you tell anybody else out there. Uncle Dad said you got to be Miles Morales. All right, so we got two things. Two I'm, things we're gonna take work care. on it. We got homework. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Jesse. It's an absolute pleasure Thanks, talking guys. to you. Thanks, guys. Uncle Dad, Mike, I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. We're back here. Uh, right now, uh, Uncle Dad and I are at the Louisiana Ghostbusters booth here at Fan Expo. And we have the, I don't know, are you the, the head or like the, the lead of the Louisiana Ghostbusters, Ben Longlinet? Yeah, Ben Longlinet. I am uh, the co-founder of the Louisiana Ghostbusters. Helped start the group up about 11, working on our 12th year now. Uh, and uh, also with me here is uh, the chairman of our board of directors, uh, James Gosbop. Uh, so we have both been in the group for uh, over a decade now, working the Ghostbusters fandom and uh, working with Sony and working with local charities to turn our hobby into a force of good in the area. Yeah, so like, let's talk about that real quick. I, I, I've been to many conventions and I've seen the different Ghostbusters chapters, if you will, in different cities. I didn't realize that you guys, most of what you do is to raise money for charities. Yeah, so, so Deuce and I kind of met the same way, right? Yeah, we met doing a charity event and doing Buster Shots then, and which is what we're doing this weekend. But prior to that, let's go back to before that. Why were you in a Ghostbusters costume? Because that's where it all starts, right? Yeah, it did start that way. So a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, actually got involved with the group, and then he went out to do a charity event. And because of that, I decided, let me try it out then. And then 12 years later, I'm still doing it. And that's how kind of how it started for us. We went out in a costume to maybe a Halloween party or... A in my case, it was a lightsaber party. Run into another Ghostbuster at a Star Wars lightsaber party. Thought I would be the smartass. And, you know, there's another smartass. And Ghostbusters are known for being smartasses. So we said, let's be smartasses together and go to a convention as smartass Ghostbusters. And, and we'll be the only ones there, right? No. We show up at this convention in Alabama, and there is a whole franchise like ours of another group that had just gotten started, the Alabama Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. And so we talked to them about how they turned their cosplay and hobby into a force of good for their communities. And this friend of mine and I, who's our creator of our logo, Savan Moak, he's one of our co-founders, said, let's try that. And it went about a year later till we started getting more, more members like Deuce here uh, to, to kind of work with us on all these different community events that we, we work uh, towards to, to turn our hobby into a force of good. Uh, we call ourselves Invent Enhancers. So, you know, if you have an event and you want something cool and unique, call the Ghostbusters. We'll come in and we'll help bolster the uh, excitement at the event or whatnot. Or we'll help you raise money or we'll draw attention. Look at these lights. Uh, for you listeners out there, we're standing in front of an Ecto-2 replica full of lights and we're trying not to have seizures over this. Yeah. Yeah. It is bright, it is loud, it is way to attract attention. But, hey, why not do that, you know? If you're going to do something, do it big, have fun doing it, have something that people can relate to, and everybody can be a Ghostbuster. That's the main key about all of this. And the theme since 1984. Yeah, so, and, and, so like, what are some of the charities uh, that you guys have helped? Like, what, what, where have you helped raise money to help? So we have a long list of charities over the last 11 years, but our primary core charity has always been we hate cancer. We like to bust cancer's ass any way we can. So American Cancer Society, 
for half of the year, we work for a Relay for Life, and we pick a different relay every year, and we go to that event. And prior to that, we raise as much money as we can for that event. And then the back half of the year, we do uh, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer, which is also for American Cancer Society. But that's just the beginning, because we've, we've done Children's Hospital, we've done autism events, we've done leukemia events, we've done Alzheimer's events, we've done private events for individuals, like a special needs kid having a birthday party, we'll show up and surprise them. Uh, and then, you know, so the list goes on and on for different charities. Animal rescue. We actually had a, a member or two go out to Utah and help with an animal rescue once. Special Olympics. Yeah, Special Olympics is a good one that we did kind of more recently. And then, um, and then every now and then we, we step out of Ghostbusters and we do, uh, you know, Deuce is wearing an Avengers costume right now. He's wearing Ronan from Avengers Endgame. So we, we also have uh, an alliance with cosplayers with the 501st and with Spidey Team, and with uh, people who do Avengers cosplaying, and we show up as a big group of costumed heroes. For example, at the Crew Mystique Parade coming up in Baton Rouge, they're dropping $1,000 on our charity because we're showing up with all these attractions for their parade. So, I mean, it's really grown and, and kind of become this really sort of its own animal and its own unique sort of project. And now that we're 55 members strong, we have a really good relationship with Sony. We travel to L.A. or to New York once in a while to work with they're watching. They know what we're doing, yeah. and we're, we're selling their brand, but we're doing it in a positive way. We never profit off of the Ghostbusters logo. Uh, when you give us money to do a Buster shot here at the convention, and we suit you up as a Ghostbuster and put effects on your shot, we're rewarding your donation. We're not keeping a dime of that, and we're not saying this is what it costs. We're saying thank you for donating. Here's a T-shirt. Here's a Buster shot. And so that's how we operate, and that's how other franchises like ours operate around the world. Oh, I love that. I mean, we, uh, Uncle Dad and I, are going to do a Buster shot here. Uh, soon oh, fantastic! Oh, yes. You got to post it with your podcast. We'll so they can definitely, see what it like. we definitely will. Yeah. And um, and your logo, I just want to say because I do a lot of logo design myself. I love it. I'm also uh, from Louisiana, and it's a fleur de lis with the ghost wrapped around it, and it's just a really great design. I love it. I thank you, thank you. That's one of our co-founders. He's also a sort of an editor and VFX artist for our uh, our fan films, and so um, and and he's a really good photographer. He's all around good artist. So uh, to his credit, it is one of the most popular patches around. Uh, Deuce and I got to go tell him about the firehouse when we finally got to get put a patch at the firehouse in New York. Oh, my God, that was amazing right there because usually whenever we put patches out somewhere, we don't usually give them a member's patch. But when we went to the firehouse, we gave them that, and they were saying, like, this is probably one of the first patches that we've been looking for for a very long time. And when they got it, they were so excited. They were more excited than we were about putting it in their firehouse because that's saying something because we have one of the more sought after patches in the franchises. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because we're pretty cool that way. I mean, <laughs> that's how I would look at it. Yeah, so if you go to New York, go to Hook and Ladder 8, which is the Ghostbusters firehouse, which now has a permanent Ghostbusters logo outside. Yeah, I saw that was just added this Halloween and our patches up there with all the other franchise patches like you see on my back of my jacket. That's amazing. So I just to quickly touch on something. You brought up a fan film. Can we talk about that fan film real quick? Yeah, so you guys you guys just did everything on your own on that, or how did that work? Yeah, uh, in 2014, we, we started to uh, see that there was a, a shared continuity between some of the other franchises doing fan films and referring to each other, maybe even appearing in each other's fan films, like Salt Lake City, Utah, and, and Minneapolis, St. Paul. Well, one of the members of the Minneapolis St. Paul group that had a good long line of, uh, it's called Ghostbusters 9-11. If you look it up on YouTube, it's done like cops, or it's done like... Reno 911. So they, they follow them around mockumentary style and they go on busts. And so one of their members was coming to New Orleans and we were thinking about doing fan films. So we said, hey, while he's here, we're, we're thinking about doing some. We'll do it in your style. 
So we did a quick episode zero trial run of Louisiana Ghostbusters. What would a franchise in New Orleans look like? How would that work? And we that was kind of successful. We saw, man, we can do this. But when I met with my guys and said, do y'all really want to do a series? And I'm thinking eight-minute episodes, right? They said, no, we want to do it, but we want to do it cinematic. We want it as good as it can look, as cinematic as it can look, but still be funny and have that, that sort of theme. Anybody can be a Ghostbuster. So we started shooting episode one back in 2014 here in New Orleans, and now we've shot all over the state and just finished our third episode a couple years ago, then COVID happened, and we're trying to do a four or five story arc that has been actually really well received. It's got a good, sophisticated storyline with some interesting characters, our effects, we up the bar every episode, and it was designed that way, right? Yeah, it was designed that way to keep going up, up, up. But the one thing that we're really fighting against is time. So we don't want to finish this film and our kids graduate out of college. We want to finish this film. I think when we're done, it'll be 10 years. And But the whole story <laughs> takes place inside of about eight weeks. So, uh, you know, we're getting older. And every time we appear in an episode, we're either older or fatter or grayer. So, like, I actually, we have to do a flashback episode, our next episode. So I'm actually going to have to use some Just for Men. And, like, I didn't have a beard. But to make myself look younger, I'm going to grow a beard, but I'm going to have to darken it yeah. and wear a hat because I've lost my hair since we started that first episode. But i got to be younger because it's a flashback. <laughs> it's, it's something that happened in 2012. I think it adds to the characteristics. It adds to the fun, I well, think. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough to de-age myself. And you've gotten really gray since we started. Yeah, I did, but I can trim it and hide it a lot better. you got skinnier, too. So, like, deuces get skinny every episode. That's, that's good. That's awesome. That's uh yeah it's like we were I was just reading an article about the the anti or the de-aging technology that Marvel's been doing so yeah. you guys are doing that just on a, on a just a slightly smaller scale right <laughs> I find personally I find Marvel's doing a better job than than uh, Lucas Arts you know like when Luke Luke showed up I Mando I wasn't I love the moment but I wasn't impressed with how he appeared compared to look at Marvel and what they did with Hank Pym or yeah. uh, you know Haley Atwell like aging her forward and uh, Coulson how they de-aged him and Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel like yeah. Marvel's yeah. Doing a good job Jackson, in it. Right? Yeah. Say, he had to be de-aged. I mean, they know how to really do the visual effects. They really get it down. Just all the little details that they try to find. So if anybody's listening who can de-age me or Deuce for our next episode, holler. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of holler, where can people look at Louisiana Ghostbusters? Yeah. Uh, so we're on social as Louisiana Ghostbusters. Our YouTube channel is Louisiana Ghostbusters. That's why you find our fan films. Uh, but we do also have a Twitter account and an Instagram account, and uh, it's all Louisiana Ghostbusters. Easy to remember. Think yeah. of the state. Think of the uh, from fandom, right? Right. Did I so, anything? Facebook. Facebook. Louisiana Ghostbusters. Wait, and so, look for our Florida Lee, and you'll, you'll, you'll know it's us. So it's Louisiana Ghostbusters. LouisianaGhostbusters.com. Ghostsweeziana Busters of Goats. Yes, that's us. That's, did I say it right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> We, we, we love to butter our goats. And can we uh, also give a, a hoot at for, uh, uh, for Sunday, right? Are we, are we on that? Oh, yeah. I think we're all Saints fans here. Uh, for those of you listening, Deuce is wearing almost as much black and gold as yeah. uh, my interviewer here. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hoot at. Let's go. Let's take it all away. They're still in it. They're still in it. <laughs> we're still in it. We got, we got to win one. They got to lose one, and then we in, yeah? And who knew that Ronan actually just put it together is a Saints fan? Yeah. So, I mean... Wow, that's, 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 blown. that's Clint Barton, you know, when he kills people, he does it as a Saint fan. So, you know, let's let's kill let's kill whoever the heck we're playing this week. Yeah, Ronan Gate. <laughs> All right, nice to talk to you guys. Thanks you for the time. I appreciate y'all listening. Oh yeah. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here with the This is probably our very first ever attempt at what we like to call the Uncle Dad Deluxe content, which you can get exclusively on patreon.com forward slash Uncle Dad Talks. But in this particular case, you're going to get the audio experience for free.
But to get the full experience, you got to sign up at patreon.com forward slash Uncle Dad Talks. And all tiers have great perks. And the best part is you can actually get started for just 10 bucks a month. So, Mike, what are we going to make you do? What am I making you do for something stupid? You're going to make me eat uh, gum from the 1980s. <laughs> well, hold on. You're not being clear about it. So before we get into it here, so what he's going to try is Ghostbusters 2 Wax Pack. And if you don't remember what Wax Packs are, they are basically, like, you know, a pack of like eight to 10 cards that come with, you know, whether it's cards from like a movie, comic book, sports cards, I think they did Wax Packs too, right? Cartoons. Yeah, they did some sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this particular one is for Ghostbusters 2 and you'll see it in the video on Patreon, but it is a very unique pack because it is original from 19, what, when is it, what time, what year is oh, it? 1989. So that's 32 years ago. You're, you're going to basically eat me. <laughs> Are you aware of that? Don't ever say that again. <laughs> but let's talk about the packaging real quick. So it's yellow. It has, you know, the Ghostbusters 2 logo. Now, I got to tell you this. Say what you will about that movie. I really do like, uh, dig the logo, personally. What do you think? What do you mean, say what you will about that movie? It's a great movie. Mm. It is. Versus the first one? I didn't say anything about the first one. I just said it's a great movie. I feel like it's divided on people. I feel like some people, we should ask the Ghostbuster people what they thought. What's the better one? But I guess they would say the second one because they have the Ecto-2. Well, they also had the Vigo painting. I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel like I have. This is the first time I'm learning that there's actually a, a controversy around the second Ghostbusters. Yeah, there is. Okay, fine. How about this? What about the Lady Ghostbusters? I never watched it. <laughs> well, we'll keep it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Mike, I just thought it'd be fun that we would open this up live. This has never been opened before, Mike. Can you fun. bring fun? <laughs> Mike, go ahead and kind of pick it up and pull it towards the camera a little bit. Uh, yeah, you can see. Flip tops. it around. Yeah, tops. Uh, flip it around. Sealed, 100% sealed, never been used before. But let's let's read the ingredients real quick. So we got eight cards. <laughs> eight cards. One sticker. One sticker. And one stick of bubble gum. Of bubble gum. Bubble gum. Now, how much do you think that originally cost? This probably a buck. I think even less. 89 cents. Yeah, I was thinking like 89 cents, yeah. Uh, now, read the ingredients real quick. De dextrose, corn syrup, gum base, softeners, Natural and artificial flavors, artificial colors, and BHT to maintain freshness. Now, is it going to maintain freshness for over 30 years? What's BHT? You know, I don't know, and I'm not going to look it up because I'll just keep the surprise. <laughs> is this going to be okay for me? I mean, don't swallow it. <laughs> just chew it. I never swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you don't ever say that again. <laughs> oh, you little dirty man. All right, so go ahead and kind of <laughs> begin to uh, open that up. ASMR this. Wow. Before you end up eating the gum, let's just take out the cards. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, tell them what that. So if you, uh, if Mike, bring it to the camera. Yeah, so what you can see is that there is like a imprint of the gum that has been sitting there on the card, and it's on the video, and it's like, it, it looks like it's sweated. But the card is... Tell him, Mike. Harold Ramis as Egon. Spangler. Spangler, sorry, Spangler. <laughs> so we got that card. We have widescreen SFX shot. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Ghostly Brothers on a Rampage. The Scolari Brothers in the courthouse. Oh, we have a cool artwork of Slimer card. Wow. We have a Ray quote babbling on about nothing. <laughs> we got this fucking awesome sticker card. 
I'm keeping that. You sure can, Mike. For eating this shit gum. There's our man Vigo. Portrait of a monster. Or man, you to be debated. You decide. We have uh, Ray descending into danger, into the sewer of pink slime. We have my main man, Rick Moranis, as Lewis. Which, really quickly, man, I wish he would come back in the movies. Just as a guest appearance. I thought he was going to show up in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife, but... Oh. He was the only one who didn't. And the uh, boxed-in after they captured the Scalari brothers in the court in the trap. So, eight cards, one sticker. That sticker is pretty sweet, though. It is sweet. Uh, yeah, so definitely keep that, Mike. And then this. <laughs> so, what Mike is holding, and what you will see on video, is a piece of plastic cardboard-like gum. Oh. <laughs> it literally just shattered. <laughs> well, it was in a full stick, and then the stick broke in half out of my hand. But, you know, I've opened these packs before, and sometimes you open them, and the whole gum is already, like, crumbled into tiny pieces so the fact that this one was still intact as one whole piece of gum is surprising <laughs> now i'm gonna kind of move the camera here a little bit sure. to kind of really get into like that stuff look at that yeah it's uh it's, it's pretty fun i think so i think this should be a segment we make mike eat mike eat things from the 80s <laughs> from the 80s <laughs> Yeah, let's find a can of SpaghettiOs from the 80s. Or in the, in the spirit of Ghostbusters, uh, we'll find a Twinkie from the 80s, because Twinkies never go bad, right? Absolutely. So, Mike, without further ado, I'm going to bring the mic to your mouth <laughs> so that we can get that ASMR experience. Here we go. He's doing both pieces. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I damn you. Don't swallow it, it's gum. <laughs> I'll spit it out. Go spit it out. <laughs> so, what it. <laughs> well, my. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but Mike is dying right now. <laughs> we'll get Mike's reaction in a second here. But really quickly, let's just do a little quick glance of the cards. The cards are really cool. I think if you would have bought this back in the day for 89 cents, we had a good time. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mike. Let's 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 uh, let's talk about it. Let's say, how was it? Great. <laughs> Describe it to me. Well, at first, it felt like it broke apart into pieces, and it felt very pottery. And it felt like when you chew on those chewable tums, like a very chalky taste. And then it started to turn into like this liquid. It wasn't gum. It did not form into a chewy, a chewy gum. It started to turn into a, li a powder liquid. <laughs> I heard you like... I imagine what that sounds like. I heard you kind of gag over there. What was that about? Yeah, well, it's fucking disgusting. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is what I want to do. Uh, Mike, I want you to pick your favorite card. I like the slime right So this is what I think we're going to do, Mike. We're going to have you sign that, and we're going to give it away for the Patreon. Oh. <laughs> or you want to keep that card? No, yeah, Michael sign it, and then we'll has a picture of him. And uh, you know what? We would throw in the wrapper. Uh, so this is uh, 80s Eats with Mike Hampton and Uncle Dad. Next up, I have a great one. Ready? We'll do the Batman cereal from the 80s. You want to see me die, don't you? <laughs> don't swallow it. Just chew it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's still particles that get into my bloodstream through my tongue. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But Mike, let's sign out. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs>